exposing your butthole to UV radiation is good, actually, because it is derived from an ancient Taoist practice. <laughs> ballerlifestyle.com it's the baller lifestyle podcast my name is brian beckner thank you very much for joining the program episode number 297 thank you very much for being in our world for listening to the show each and every week you are a, a glorious group and we appreciate you if you haven't yet go back and listen to episode 296 we reviewed the paul thomas anderson masterpiece Boogie Nights, um, probably, I mean, it was a mess, but it was also perfect. So it's, I think, one of the best things we've ever done. Um, if you haven't checked it out, you should definitely go do it. You should share it with your friends because everybody likes those movie shows. So if you are so inclined, go check out The Boogie Nights Show, episode 296, and tell some people about it. Uh, I'm joined now, as I am each and every week, by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, what's up? I, I'm going to do something that we probably shouldn't start a show with. Oh, no. You're doing some Trump shit? No. Big bummer. Oh. Uh, I want to start off with an RIP to my father-in-law. Oh, so sorry. Yeah. But I just want to point out that what what stands out for a guy like this, old dude, is he didn't seem to give a shit about being set in his ways. He was set in his ways for himself, but he wasn't all judgy like an old man. Like... Uh, that's awesome. You know, like that's so rare. You know, like he just didn't seem to give a shit about it. If you're into this, fine. I don't care. He was definitely like set in his ways because he was he was 86. Yeah. But what I liked is, I mean, look, he he was like a Jew in the in the 30s and 40s in Europe. He had to like move around a bit. Yeah. And so he'd been through shit. But like his daughter came home from college. Uh, with with a non Jewish boyfriend that she said she was going to marry someday, and he didn't care. He was all right. Yeah, and so that goes uh, a long way. Know, whereas whereas her sister goes to Harvard Law and meets another Jewish lawyer at Harvard Law, <laughs> like that guy checked all the fucking boxes that I did not check off, and he treated me he treated me well. And uh, you know, R.I.P. Victor Matrani, a good man. Um, R.I.P. Very nice tribute, and sorry for your loss, and for your children lost their grandpa, and your wife lost her dad, and I'm sorry to hear that, Ed, and please pass along my respects. Will do. Um, also, I want to point yeah, out a, yeah. one Trumpian thing. Yeah. I mean, this was in a lot of publications. 53% of uh, Republicans believe Trump is better than Lincoln. I mean, what are we? What's going oh, on here? Hold on. Are we going full troll oh, now? Like, oh, what is this? Hold on. I'm not. I mean, there is a there's a certain area of this country where my man, Honest Abe, is not super popular. <laughs> he, He's in, and they they vote hem, heavily Republican these yeah, days. Yeah, and also like. They weren't back then. They were those same people were Democrats back then because shit was different. Andrew Jackson Democrats, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> shit was different. So I'm just saying, like, it's not. I saw, I saw that one, and it's like even that. Come on, guys. Like we're we're taking this a bit far now. Yeah, that's crazy. It's well, it's try. I had a long discussion 
with some people this weekend about tribalism and how it's like people are just fucking lined up with one thing. You got one thing that you're into and you got, and you're fucking ride or die for that thing. And there's just nothing that's going to ever change your mind because that's who you are. It's not what you believe. It's who you are. It's what you were born as far as you're concerned. And that's fucking insane. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm kind of that way with SpongeBob. When people tell he's me that, I'm like, no, he's not. It's great. Uh, well, I'm kind of that way with Guy Fieri because this weekend, some assholes were like, oh, that fucking homophobe. You like Guy Fieri's food sucks. Fuck him. And I'm like, no, the guy's fucking awesome. He's amazing. He, awesome. he fucking dresses cool. He does his own thing. He fucking right. makes pulled pork. He's a genuine article. He's, he's, yeah, you wouldn't, you would never decide one day, go, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to pick a thing and be it. You would never pick that. That's not the thing you would choose. He's not trying to be the barefoot Contessa. He's trying to be Guy Fieri. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> He's not trying to be the, who's that other guy? The, the frugal gourmet. Gordon Brown. Right. He's not trying to be any of those dudes. No, he's his own thing. Uh, he's not Paul Prudhomme. No, R.I.P. Speaking of R.I.P., Paul Prudhomme, <laughs> that guy was awesome. Uh, so, yeah, tribalism's lame. Fucking have an open mind and, uh, you know, just try to be a good person. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's let's do some voicemails. I got this new um, friend of the show, Chad in Austin, fucking out of the blue, sent us a, a fucking top of the line, like recording studio. It's like, but I don't know how to use it yet. So hopefully I sound better. If I sound worse, it's just because I don't know how to use it. But this thing's got all, it's got hot keys for the sound drops on it. It's record, it records the show. It, um, you know, handles the mics and the levels and everything. Um, but I, I, I literally just took it out of the box. So bear with me. Down on his luck. See? His voicemails really suck. His voicemails really suck. No one's enjoying him. He's so annoying. Plus so fucking boring and worthless. But he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than ish, 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 ish. His thoughts are useless shit, 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 shit. He's fat and got big tit, 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 tits. Coming to try to now. I'm gonna try to play some voicemails with this new board. Everything's a little different, so it's it's all right. I'm probably gonna fuck still, up. Still got that great song out there. Yeah, don't don't be a dick if I fuck this up, okay? Brian, Ed, Kate, FBI, Mike, and Salito again. Hey, um, what do John Wilkes Booth and Pee Wee Herman have in common? They both shot the man in front of them in the theater. Late. I mean, that's so dumb. It's there's wow. there's like five dumb things there. What? First of all, good to hear from Mike in Toledo again. Yeah, seems like seems like a good enough guy. Um, he he did a voice that was nearly unintelligible, um, and he did a joke that was so just like purposefully unfunny. <laughs> Um, I've really hated how, I mean, everybody has embraced him again, but like Pee Wee got just run out of town with, with when he got caught in the, the porno theater. No, porn theaters are weird. Yeah. And gross, but like that was his thing. And people were like, he can't be Pee Wee anymore. 
now hiding for a few years now i don't like i always just assumed that was a work like he was like he got um he got he got caught on purpose right like you don't yeah, like he wanted out on the on the Pee Wee show, right? And he and he was like trying to rebrand and relaunch, and like he'd been out of the spotlight for a while, and so he's like, you know, some publicist or some advisor came up with this plan, like, hey, what if you got caught jacking off? No harm, no foul, right? Because we want to we want to show you that you're a man, not a kid, and you know I we guess. can. I People mean, I don't know. Angry. Yeah, I have no idea. I I just always assumed that. I never really thought about it. How about Fred Willard like three years ago got caught? Again, that was a little weird. That wasn't a work. That was yeah. a, an old dude jerking off in a theater. Do oh, like I, so? I didn't even know they existed anymore. I didn't either. Honestly, I didn't realize that because you know the advent. But you go there to get sucked off, right? Like you're jacking right. it to hope somebody like likes watching you jack it, and then they come in and they right. start helping. Is He's what hilarious, seen. but that that was a, an interesting twist on his uh, personality. He's really funny, but he's gotten real old, and sadly, they trot him out. They give him a paycheck to come on like one episode of The Bachelor every season to do so he can do like. What? Well, he does like a play on his um, best in show, best in show stuff where he's he's like the color commentator, and but he doesn't. That's all kinds of sad. Although he probably makes more money doing it's, that yeah. than anything in his career combined. The money's probably killer, which I respect. Uh, okay, let's try. Let's hope this next email is a little bit better. Voicemail. Hey guys, it's Drew in Houston. Hey, um, I know this is a uh, sports podcast first and foremost. Um, so I want to ask you because I don't know. I guess you care about baseball, maybe not as much as Jason, but. The Astros getting caught cheating, is that a big deal nationally? Is it a big deal with people who don't really care about the sport? Is it a big deal in general? I happen to know, I mean, I happen to know somebody who was on the 2017 World Series team, and he was like, yeah, we did that. But, I mean, the Yankees had Apple Watches in their socks that would vibrate. And so it's like, you know, whatever. Everybody does it, but is it a big deal? That's what I want to know. Talk to you later. Bye. Um, Ed, I'll, I'll take your thoughts on this because I have thoughts, but I want, I want you to okay. say yours first. So, so I, I can't rationally I, – I, 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 this is what I'll say. I know everybody's cheating. And for some reason, someone taking steroids doesn't bother me. This just kind of annoys me that like it's not genuine, but I I get everyone does it. So, uh, you know, I would say it's not a big deal nationally because uh, I hate to break it to everyone in Houston. The Astros aren't a big deal nationally. Like everybody knows they're good, but nobody gives a shit about them outside of Houston. Um, yep. I don't know. I just I, I I have less of a problem with steroid kind of cheating. And this, it's like when it's like a systematic cheating thing, I don't love it. Yeah. So I don't, I've sort of hung back on this because they did it against the Dodgers and everyone knows I'm the biggest Dodger fan in the world. Um, but I would have this opinion uh, 
no matter who it was that they won against. This is fucking egregious. This is this is so far beyond uh, uh, doctoring the baseball or stealing signs. It's fucking. It's an organizational. That's that. I guess that's what, that's better said than what I was trying to make. Like when somebody's just cheating for themselves to give them a like a like a one up on somebody. Yeah, that's different than an organization. Like, all right, we're gonna go about cheating. Like, I don't, I don't like it. And especially because during that World Series, like the whole thing was like, oh, they're tipping their pitches. Can you believe this, Kershaw? He's tipping his pitches. Um, who's the other guy? You Darvish. That was that was the big one, right? You Darvish, he's tipping his pitches. This guy's tipping his pitches, and yeah, yeah, you Dar. Game seven was at home, so I don't know that there how much you know sign stealing was going on there. Although they could have done it there as well. Fucking buy a ticket, buy a ticket, and put your man out there, and have him fucking you know talk to each other. Use your Bluetooth, but that that to me it this is so egregious. And obviously they're not going to vacate the World Series. But there's but even if you vacate after the fact, all those things. Who cares? Louisville had to vacate the national Stupid. championship in basketball. Who cares? Like, it, I remember it happening. Nobody gives a shit right. about once once it's done. One of one of Lance Armstrong's Tour de France's is now in the hands of some guy that got like twenty fourth place. <laughs> you know, it's dumb. So that's not going to happen. But a head needs to roll. Like there needs to be severe penalties yes. for this because Agreed. it's just, okay. it's just beyond the normal realm of trying to get an edge. Like it's a, it's an organizational systematic scheme. And if the fucking Yankees are doing it too, that's going to come out. So fuck these guys. Yeah. Fuck these guys. I, I, I fully believe they, they cheat and the Red Sox cheat. Like I get it, but like that type of cheating has to be stamped out. Um, Absolutely. A hundred percent. And, and it's bad enough to wear an Apple watch on your wrist, but imagine <laughs> having one on your fo- in your sock. I mean, that can't be good for the your confidence. Yeah. Disgusting. Worst. I mean, what's next? Google glass. How, no. how about that time you had to run a 10 K well, next to a guy with a Google glass? Oh, that was the worst. Oh, that was a, uh, uh, Spartan race. Yeah. Um, I, you know who was the, kind of the early version of a Google Glass? I bet Chris Sabo would have done Google Glass if it existed in his time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he had those like yeah. goggles, the Rexpec things. And he, he he had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's glasses, but he didn't need to. Um, he yeah. just had regular. Yeah. Google Glass. Yeah, there's, there, there's like people could figure out ways to cheat. And, um, you know, it, but this is this is just so beyond. It's ridiculous. Um, so fuck them. Like the, 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 somebody needs to be kicked out of baseball for life. I don't know if it's the GM. I don't know if it's some fucking nerd, some Bill James type in the front office that figured that's this out. My guess. Right. But we got to get to the bottom of it and people need to lose their jobs and that's it. And they shouldn't, they can't be allowed back. Like, and like, yeah, like, like, uh, draft picks. And I mean, they need all like of that, all of it, shit. all yeah. of it, do it all hundred percent. Every single bit of it okay but i still yeah. think yeah they cheated and everything and maybe the dodgers cheated too and just didn't cheat as well i think they're one of the best teams in baseball the last five years they're amazing but like but they got caught cheating badly like or if they do fully get caught that's bad yeah it's bad it's and it's it's different than the regular shit way different yeah okay another one thanks for that drew good caller 
right, right back. See oh. Edward. Hey, uh, I'm proud of you guys, man. Glad you guys are not team douchebag that lets their old lady pump their gas and stuff like that. You know, still got to hold doors open for women. Chivalry needs to be alive. Hey, uh, want to just wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. All you haters, crawl up to my team. Pick either side. You can suck my dick or kiss my ass. See, I'm out. So, <laughs> it's good. It's good hearing from Manuel. First of all, thanks, Manuel. Appreciate it. That was probably that was a very He's nice talking. Rust you trombone. He's suck my dick and kiss my ass. He was really getting yeah. in the whole region. It's a little homophobic. Um, and it was a great call up until that point. So just do it without the vulgarity. This is, we're not vulgar on this show. That's right. We don't do vulgar talk. Carefully, so. carefully used vulgarity. Exactly. That's that's how that's how it should work. Uh, okay, let's do a quick couple of voicemails. Again, I'm not the production value is not going to be there because I'm learning this new setup. But uh, we'll get there. Um, quick email, boys. Great listen tonight. But can you help me understand Jay Stu's deal? <laughs> I mean, this is this is like this is like Niagara Falls. This is the age old question. The uh, Great Pyramid of Giza. That's right. Um, there's Easter Island. Right. Those um, the Stonehenge. Stonehenge. Now that whole Stonehenge thing, where they say that they, those things actually have full bodies underground, that's just made up, right? It's just heads. I think so. Well, a Stonehenge is just the rocks. Oh, yeah, Easter not the rocks. Island. Yeah, I was thinking Easter, Easter Island. Island. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been to, you know, I've been to England a million times, and it has never crossed my mind to go out there. It's far from anything, and it's just rocks. I totally agree. On the way to— It's not going to top the European vacation scene where they knock them all over. Oh, that'd be great. Um, There's—same. There's, same. there's um, two—so one time I went to Peru— Mm-hmm. And in Peru, there's this place called Machu Picchu, and it sounds pretty badass. It's, you know, it's it's like a palace in, in the fucking mountains, and it's amazing. Um, but you also have to take a train for like a whole day to get there. I think you might have to stay overnight. I don't know. It's very, it's difficult. So needless to say, I didn't go. Also, on the way to Las Vegas... Off the near, when you're getting towards Las Vegas, off the side of the freeway, there's somebody that's built like a modern, like an like an Instagrammable Stonehenge, where it's like some artist has like stacked all these huge boulders on top of each other, like in towers. And uh, each, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, and each boulder is like painted a different um, high vis color. Yep. And needless to say never pulled over and checked that out either and that's right that's right there like all you have to do is get off the exit and go look at it now driven by it a bunch of times never checked it out so i'm not in on stonehenge oh but jay stew the the email continues he's pretty arrogant despite being a self-proclaimed non-shower or grower how about you know when i listened back to it that was the that was the part that made me laugh the most he could he couldn't know shower or grower. Yes. What did he say? He said some guys. And this was the, the funniest. And this is why you bring him on. Yeah. This is he's unpredictable. He said some guys are showers, and all of us are just fucking sitting there waiting for him 
to say the thing that everyone knows, which is grower. But he says, some guys are showers and some guys are just, and then you, and then he like pause and he goes stiffers. Stiffers. (laughs) What? A grower and a stiffer. (laughs) Who does that? Only Jace do. Who does that? And he's not doing it on purpose. He really, who he is. He really didn't know shower and stiffer. And by the way, for those of you that haven't listened, we're talking about the Boogie Nights episode, episode two ninety six. As we're talking about that, I'm looking across at my bar, which Chris Morales was making fun of throughout the show, and the the remnants of the bottle of Jameson Irish whiskey Caskmates IPA edition that Travis and Chris pretty much went through on that show. It's it's sitting on my bar right now, but it's just down. There's like an inch and a half left in the bottle after those guys got done with it. And then Chris Morales, who is taking a lot of shit on Twitter, but I thought he did a great job on the show. He proceeded to, after the show, nearly sleep apnea himself to death on my couch. <laughs> I have I have some thoughts. I mean, okay. to wrap up, yeah. Jay Stu, yeah. uh, you know, I, I like his deal, but his deal is that's exactly who he what he yeah, brings. He's weird. He, I like the weirdness. Yeah, so do I. He's he at one point. I don't know if he said it on the show or just to me personally. He goes, and I, I know I've said it before. And I'm being I'm repeating myself. But he said said to me once, you know, people expect me to say I'm just kidding, but I'm never going to do that. I really respect that. Yeah, I hate when there's ball busting and then somebody says, "I'm oh, just joking." Like, no, we get. If it. they can't take the joke, yeah. you either fucked up the joke, or they deserve to to be hurt by it. Right. If if I'm fucking with you, then in some way you're someone that's close to me, because I don't just go pick dudes you're off right. the street. That's the that's the fuck sign of a, a good friend that you can bust on each yeah, other. Exactly. That's the point. I'll, I'll finish the email. Um, he's in the. He's in the bottom quartile when it comes to comedic content to the Baller Lifestyle pod. Jay Stu is a donor to the pod, isn't he? The only thing that makes sense here, that's from Mike in Houston. Well, Jay Stu is so not a donor to the pod that when, we, when he had to pay three ninety nine dollars for the, um, why can't I ever remember, Roadhouse, to watch Roadhouse on Amazon, he asked to be reimbursed. <laughs> that's how much that's how much of a donor he is um so i appreciate i got a lot of people reaching out to me this week about the boogie nights pod yeah they felt i was bullied they felt like there was i i didn't view it as that i, I viewed it as like just a lot of fucking around yeah it was a different element chris was bringing a different energy than we totally. have totally and he was he was intentionally, you know how like there's different types of humor. There's dry humor. There's class clown humor. So he was he was trying something that's not not what I do, but yeah. I was fine with it. I didn't no. I didn't give a shit. Like I, I didn't. I, I'm a big boy. I, I if I felt like he was really trying to fuck with me, I, I would have struck back. I just found it to be all joking around. No, it was great. And. Chris is a pro. He's a fucking radio guy. And he knows that Ed is in it, especially when it's a big group like that. So 
typically my rule is, and I break it all the time, is that we have one guest. If we do a movie or something, it's just Ed, me, and one other person. Because it's just too many people talking. Ed is in a fucking different location. We're doing it over the internet. It's difficult. It, Ed's in a difficult position. They're definitely harder harder to record for me. But Right. Fine. You're getting talked over. and But the thing is, is you just push through it. And Chris was doing a thing where he recognized that. And so he would specifically... And also, he doesn't know Ed. He knew everybody else. And so he's he was specifically trying to engage Ed. And I was... As it was happening... I was like, mm, is this good? Like, is this working? Like, this is, sounds like it's going to be a mess. And then for the first time in a long time, when I edited the show, I listened to the whole thing um, just because I was worried. And I thought it came out like uh, Chris recorded it for us. And so it did come out sounding a little hot. He didn't know our we kind of mixed our setup with his setup. Um but other than that, I thought it for what was happening for four guys that were fucking drinking and one guy that was 3000 miles away and it's fucking 1130 at night. And, uh, you know, there's pizzas being ordered and shit is like happening, going crazy. Um, I thought it came out sounding really good. A lot of people, everybody got their shit in. It was funny. Um, it might've gone on a little too long. It, Travis had an idea that for something like that, have each person bring in their own, do their own scene. Like each person introduce a scene and then the group talks about it. So it's not just yeah, me. I like that idea. I like that idea too. So we'll probably do that next time. But for what it was, I think it came out sounding really good. I think everybody did a good job, including Jay Stu, who had a couple fucking zingers, yeah. including the whole thing about dicks and stuff. But I noticed that he was, I think he might even said something towards the end, like, am I going to get fired? You're going to edit out the stuff that I got fired, could get me fired. And I didn't do any of that, but I didn't think he said anything that bad. But also, I don't think he did any promo self-promotion because usually he'll right. share it on Twitter. And I noticed he, or I'm pretty sure he didn't do that this time. So, which is fine. I don't want anybody yeah. to get fired. Uh, but thanks for that. Yeah, he's weird. Uh, thanks for that, Mike. Here's another one. Ballers just finished a 15 hour drive through the middle oh. of the That's too far to drive. And here's, yeah, there's gotta be a flight even for the four kids and a puppy. Of course. It, I mean, that's too, that's first of all, it's that uh, the reason you're driving 15 hours is because it's too expensive for air travel with that many people. Why, why are you having that many people? That's too many kids, dude. <laughs> Like that's four college educations and a puppy. And and the puppy, somebody to stay with. Insane. Um, Just finished a fifteen-hour drive through the middle of the night with four kids and a puppy. Thanks for keeping me awake with episode two ninety-five. Couple things. I really respect Brian and Ed's support for all things feminine, minus female flatulence, of course, which then turns them to Sharia law. Absolutely. Also, Brian's pronunciation of lasso is unfortunate. As an encore, can you pre- please pronounce milk and pillow? No, I say them properly. Do you say that? No, of course not. I'm not from Indiana. Milk and pillow. I had a teacher that would pronounce R-O-F as roof, and that. it drove me nuts. What about W-O-L-F? Woof. woof. The, the big yeah. bad woof. Woof. No, I pronounce everything properly. I don't know what people are going crazy about lasso. That's the fucking word. L-A-S-S-O, lasso. What's, God, calm down. Uh, That's from Dave in Ranch Santa Margarita. Thanks for that, Dave. Uh, Okay. Oh, I don't, I can't play the song because I don't have a program. Hold on. 
Let me see if I can find a song to bring in so we can talk about sports. But we sports. still need a specific sports song. I've, I've asked. I've put it out there. There's, there's so many talented people I out know. there. I've put it out there for so many people to, to listen, to make a even, song. Even if it's a bad version. Bad would be better. It would be great because like Stern will sometimes have really talented guys like, like Eli. Eli. Yeah. But, but, then, but then little Mikey kind of sucks. sucks, but yeah. it's good because he sucks. No, it's great. It's hilarious. Yeah. There's uh there's a there's a big like the guys that do our songs are fucking so good. Right. Both of them. Bill but if they don't have time to do it. If Bill or yeah, uh Brad or, in uh, New York Brad can't do it, just somebody who's really shitty at it do it. Yeah. It'll still be do like, sports. If you can make a beat on your computer, make a fucking beat or get it get a karaoke version and write some lyrics and make a song. Here we'll Even we'll, you, Manuel. Yeah, Manuel can do it. Well, easy. Easy, Ed. Maybe Ish could do a song. Uh, okay, here we go. Well, we'll get that in three years. <laughs> I could have a shower right before bed. Or maybe take an Uber and get some loaded on my Insta story. Don't be boring on my Ooh, that's my Insta story song. The great rights of Bill. Um, I I like how he said I could have a shower right before bed, which I do. Two. I, I love the Uber story. That was a it's, funny one. Yeah, because so I'm recalling that. Um, he said, or I could take an Uber and get some roadhead. Yeah, I was taking an Uber to pick up my car one time, and the Uber driver was like, it was a Friday, and he's like, so he's an Asian guy, but I won't do the accent. And he's like, so what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> and I go, uh, I'm not that, that you not, were going to do the donger. No, I'm definitely not doing that. But uh, not that it's apropos of anything that he's Asian. I'm just trying to set the mood. Sure. Uh, and he's like, what are you doing this weekend? And I go, oh, just uh, nothing really. And he's like, oh yeah. I go, how about you? This is this is I'm the asshole here because I got him talking. And he goes, oh, I might go to this party in L.A. And he goes, uh, it's like a, you know, it's like a sex party. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, there you go. And he's like, would you, um, like, what if, uh, what if you got invited to a party like that? And I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Not really sure. And then he, I can't remember how he said it, but he's like, if you got invited to a party like that, would you... Would you want it to be girls there and guys or just just guys? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't really go to parties like that. And then he's like, then he was taking me to pick up my car. And he's like, you know, I just live. You're, you're getting off at the next exit up here to get your car. I actually live off this exit, the exit right before it. And I'm like, okay, well, just keep going to my exit. Um, anyway. He was, I think he was like very clumsily propositioning me, which I don't blame him for. You know, I'm not a bad looking guy. I'm, you know, I'd yeah. take my shot at me. I mean, the, uh, the the few times in my life that I felt like I was getting a little heat with a gay guy, it felt great. Um, yeah. I mean, that's. That's the ultimate compliment. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't, I've never really been hit on by the gays, but it, and it would be kind of nice maybe once in a while to just have to rebuff a handsome gay. Sure. You know, Hey, appreciate it. No, that's thank you. That's only happened you. to me like twice, but it oh, felt still, great. Yeah. That's a lot of times. 
Uh, okay, Ed, what's what's happening in the world of sports? So remember Trevor Bauer last year? We we kind of uncovered that he was a real turd. That he was fighting with fans on Twitter, maybe, and he, he got somebody blocked. Even I mean, worse, a, or- a couple years ago, I think they were in the World Series when they lost to the Cubs, and he fucking almost missed a start because he because he cut his finger working on one of his homemade drones. Oh, no. Yeah, he's a fucking hobbyist. Well, so he has, so the backstory, I guess, and this also confuses me. He's got a a McLaren, like a $300,000 McLaren. Yeah, those are sweet. Which he he keeps at the dealership. Can you do that? Apparently, that's what he did. You know, that's how, uh, that's how guys. It just feels like you don't actually own it. Yeah, it's weird. That's how Guy Fieri's um, Lamborghini got stolen. Up in Northern California, he kept it, like, stored it, I think, at the dealership, and some fucking guy came in the middle of the night, some kid, and came through the middle of the night, and and Tom Cruise-style, Ethan Hunt, rappelled from the ceiling and jacked Guy Fieri's Lambo and was driving it around Northern California for, like, months before they caught him. Wow. Yeah, similar situation. What what happened to Trevor so, Bauer? So that so that that McLaren was was at the dealership, and a runaway truck tire totaled his three hundred thousand dollar sports car in yeah. a bizarre accident at the dealership. Like a you know a, a wheel came off of a truck and just bounced through and destroyed his entire car. Interesting. Like it just came shooting across the way. Now, I assume though that that's that's on their insurance. To deal with. Yeah, I, I, you know, even though he seems like a turret, I have a feeling he doesn't pay for any of it, but it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's weird that that happened. Um, Trevor Bauer, UCLA's own Trevor Bauer, uh, breaking news, he's on the Reds now? I think there was, I think they punted him, the Indians punted him because, like, they had a couple young guys and they knew they weren't going to be able to afford him. And the Reds have like sneakily added some some talent. Yeah, they did. They trade him for Puig. Do I recall that? I think they did. Mm, did they? Yeah, that might be right. Yeah, they dumped old Puig, the wild horse. Yeah. Uh, well, th- thoughts and prayers to Trevor Bowers, McLaren. So uh, or McLaren, uh, as I've heard people say, at Go the Harvard Yale football game. Big rivalry that nobody gives a shit about outside of those two schools. I love that kind of shit. Those are the kind of games I like. I do, but. This one, it's like, it's just bad football, and it's full, the crowds are kind of full of people that you would rather just have inventing your stuff, but you don't actually want to hang out with any of them. I like that the crowd is the size of like a smallish high school game, you know, like a Midwestern, like a smallish Midwestern high school game. But they they did something pretty cool. They, They got together, I don't know, they agreed before the game, they made a whole arrangement they went onto the field, the both fans together in a climate change protest, and eventually just started chanting, okay, boomer. That's so good. I love that because, you know, they, there's been some stuff saying about, oh, you can't say, okay, boomer. These fucking boomers, for years, for decades, have loved being called boomers. They loved it. They were, they're the baby boomers. Like, got home from World War II, every, all their parents fucked, and now they're taking over the world. And now they hate being derided as boomers. Um, it's great. They fucked up the planet. 
and everybody knows it. Although, you know who, um, oh, of course you know who he is. David Allen Greer. Do you follow him on Twitter? Oh yeah. He's pretty funny. And he was, he's like, it's all, he's like, it's all okay. Boomer until you need a down payment on a house. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great asshole. It's it's so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, it's like, Hey, there's important shit happening that these guys fucked up and they, they should wear some of it, you know, just say, Hey, we fucked up. Now we're going to fix it for sure. Yeah. Okay. What else? X world's strongest man. And I've said this before. I really wish that, wish they brought that back more when you're at a bar. I never see the world's strongest man anymore. They used to always be on at bars. Um, I think it's on but, really late at night. Right. But remember, like after I guess everything is highlights. But like at late at night, you used to switch over to that. And now it's just like Sports Center on, on that, like after sporting events. There's never there's never. Just seeing Magnus for Magnuson. I used to love that. Me hey, too. Uh, X-World's Strongest Man, Eddie Hall, which is a pretty crummy name for Strongest Man. I know this guy. I know who this guy is, Eddie Hall. Man. He's kind of fat. They're all kind of yeah. fat power lifters. He's kind of yeah, fat, well, but he's, he's fucking strong. I've seen it. I think he holds the world record for squatting. Yeah, well, I think he's going to be squatting a little differently and walking a little differently. He nearly bled to death after dropping a weight on his penis. What? How, how do you think that went? I'm trying to think. I'm guessing he was he was spotted by your girl at the gym. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't so good at spotting. I mean, it had to, probably has to do with the spotter. Oh. But uh, what kind of extra? This year, they said this year alone, he completed the extremely ill-advised feat of lifting a kettlebell with his penis and balls. Shut up. Yeah. And then just weeks later, pushed his leg day in the gym so hard that he lost consciousness and soiled himself. This guy goes all out. Um, I've I've heard of that before. A, I piled a load of heavyweights on a leg press machine, then heard a loud thud. It had come crashing down and the weights had landed on my penis. I nearly bled to death. Oh, yeah. Because you know how some of these strong dudes that do the leg press. I've never done. I'm a I. I I do legs, but I do squats and deadlift. Um, but some guys, they've fucked themselves up so much by squatting that they can't squat anymore. So and I think the rock is like this, that they only do leg press, but they're because they've gotten so strong from squatting that the leg press machine doesn't hold enough weights. So they put, they fill it up with every fucking 45 in the gym and then they'll like put weights on top of the actual apparatus that you press up and down just like loosely like pile them up to get more weight on there and sometimes they'll even put people on there because they just need more shit more heavy shit so that makes sense some something slipped like a 45 or a kettlebell slipped off the top of the leg press machine and landed on his fucking dick um, I don't have enough dick. Yes. I don't have dick to spare to have fucking blood pouring out of my cock. Okay, I don't. Oh. I've got. I got all the. Di- I need to keep that pristine. And if you have that kind of injury, that's when you aspire to be the world's weakest man. Never lift another weight. No, you're done. You're done. That's when you do. You become like one of those vegan 
um, marathon, ultra marathoners and you're like, Hey, right. that guy was super big and fat six months ago. And then now he's all emaciated and dying because he tries to kill himself every week running a marathon a day. That's such a weird thing. The ultra marathoners. It's insane. It's crazy. It's just, just the time consuming nature of it. Yeah. You have no time to do anything. Cause you have to, you have to run to train. You have to run like a marathon every day, pretty much. Just to the get, only thing they must be able to do is catch up on podcasts. Oh yeah, they had to. But you know, a lot of them are the they are these, with shit. They, yeah, they just go silent. Yeah, there's these no headphone maniacs. Uh, I mean, that's so creepy. How about when you're on an airplane and you see somebody just staring off into the distance? Yes. So I feel like they're plotting a murder. Friend of the show, Claire Wyckoff, who came on OG Dick oh, Run Dick Claire, Run. yeah, on Instagram. She, I follow her Dick Running exploits. And I noticed that oh, she, she doesn't wear any headphones. That is crazy. And so man. I go, I message her. I go, hey, what are you one of these fucking monsters that runs without headphones? And she goes, yeah. She goes, because the dick running takes so much concentration. She's suffering for art. Yeah. That if I have music or the Baller Lifestyle podcast going at the same time, it's nearly impossible for me to complete a proper dick and it is really quite artistic what she does with the dick running so that that one i suppose i could i could understand um i mean i respect the hell out of that um yeah absolutely me too but most people aren't doing anything but running yeah and i've seen those monsters out there running with no headphones Ed, what's happening in the world of non-sports? Um, man killed by his own booby trap on Thanksgiving. So we have a modern day one-eyed Willie. So uh, let me guess. He was he's one of these guys that he's um has like some doubloons squirreled away in his residence and just to just to keep him safe, he put like trip wires out and with like um with like those um like tied like cages tied of like um wood like uh logs so it would like trap like a um like a like a beaver trap or something is that is that the setup he had yeah well his front door was rigged with a device designed to fire a handgun should anyone attempt to enter the door so he's like oh wait i forgot something outside and I went back in and it fucking blasted him now his oh. his age is exactly the age i guessed okay hold on so you gotta think yeah if you're too old, yeah, you, you're just not moving around so much that you would get into a booby trap. But if you're too young, you're not as forgetful enough. Yeah, I'm gonna say this guy was like 71, close 65. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right. But he's right in that ballpark. Now the state is not my first few guesses, but it is not a surprising guess. It is not a surprising oh, destination. So I saw man killed, and for some reason. Some reason I thought it was Maine. I just had it was Maine. Oh, it was. Oh, I must have seen that. Van, I think I must have Van seen Buren, it. Van Buren, Maine. Yeah. Right. Like it's not a surprising no. location. You would guess Florida first or whatever, but 
Maine is kind of territory you would expect that kind of stuff. Maine is pretty backwoods e. Like you don't think of it because it's way up there in the corner and no one's ever been there and it's probably not real. But there's a lot yeah, I'm of. I'm gonna like, go for the first time that next summer. I think. Oh really? Yeah. The, there's a lot of like. Tra- it's very beautiful. But there's a lot of like trappers, and I used to have it at an old job of mine. Maine was part of my territory, and I w- there's like a lot of like French, like, yeah, descendants of like trappers right. and That's like, like the old days of like Pontiac and those guys. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's yeah, it's like uh, what's that movie where um, Leonardo DiCaprio gets fucked by the bear? The Revenant. Wow. It's like that. Love that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, yeah. this is, uh, uh, Pete Townsend. Yeah. Famous who guitarist shares a birthday with your co-host Brian Beckner. Oh, mm-hmm. yep. Well, he, he said he, he pretty much said he was glad, uh, that, uh, Keith Moon and John Entwistle were dead because they were too hard to play music with. Uh, he's a real prick. <laughs> you know, I, I, the thing that I've gotten over the years yeah. Mostly it's been from Howard Stern interviews. Yeah. I think he's just bitter. He was never the front man. Yeah, he was. Like he's famous. He's famous, but Daltrey was the front man. So they. Pete Townsend couldn't sing that same way. He, yeah. But the thing is, Pete Dan- Townsend can sing, but he can't sing he like can, Roger not, Daltrey. He's, he's not a front man. Right. And he's uh, kind of a boring front man. Yeah. And he writes all the songs. So he like wants all the credit. Um, And they were, there's, the story goes that they were just about, they used to be called something else. And then they changed their name to the who, and they were like, nothing was really happening. Like they were playing the the pub scene or whatever. And they were just about to fire Roger Daltrey. Like Pete's like, I'm fucking over this pretty boy. Like, let's get rid of him. And then I think it was my generation hit and fucking blew up and they became fucking instant megastars. And then they're like, he's like, fuck, we can't fire him. But yeah, I think that's the thing. He's like, I don't get enough credit because I'm doing all of this. But the thing is, is that Keith Moon and John Entwistle are, were fucking virtuosos. They both of them in their own right were just fucking singular musicians. Like it's not an accident that those guys uh, were in that band because they were so good. Fuck Pete Townsend, uh, yeah. who happens yeah, to have yeah. the same Fuck birthday. Him. He's an yeah. asshole. Yeah. yeah. What else? White woman calls po- cops on black UPS worker because he looks suspicious. Now, uh, I'd like you to guess what he was wearing to be so suspicious. Um, clown costume. Yeah, close. And, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, my next guess is going to be ninja suit. <laughs> I mean, what what is the guy supposed to do? He's yeah. wearing a UPS like uniform. That's his actual uniform. This the, literally, there's no one l- less suspicious than <laughs> the UPS guy. It's, it's what they're 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 out there doing. You, they're the only person fully advertising what they're doing. You're t- you totally expect anytime you see a UPS guy, you're like, oh, that's not surprising because they're everywhere delivering shit. Like you would expect you don't to have see undercover them. UPS. I mean, most cops, you, you see them dressed as a cop, but sometimes they're undercover UPS. They're not undercover. He, he was dressed like a UPS guy. They're pretty on brand with that stuff. Yeah. Um, I spoiler alert, breaking news. I, for many years worked for UPS. I don't think I've ever said that on the show before. Did you deliver? No, I was in management and, uh, but 
it all, it was right around the time. I think I had was still working there or had just left when they came out with that fucking genius advertising campaign. What can Brown do for you? Oh, and the thing is, is primarily Brown is associated as being the color of excrement. So it's like, you don't really, uh, yeah, I know they picked that, you know, they started, the company started in like 1900. So they used to fucking deliver like in carriages and shit. Um, so I get why they're brown because the truck started out as brown and like, I get it, but it, it is kind of a, was kind of a weird thing to promote and be associated with. That's yeah. And, but I never got, you know, accused of being a criminal. <laughs> I wonder why. What's the difference between you and that guy? I don't know. It's one glaring difference, I imagine. Um, inmate post picture of himself eating Popeye's chicken sandwich in jail. That's that's pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, this they get shit smuggled in there. And we've said this before in the show. The difference between a convict and the dudes that guard the convicts is a fucking minuscule difference. Like it's this kind of the same dudes that took slightly different paths. So, yeah, I mean, it's like these guys in jail seem to be living pretty well these days. They got phones. They're making TikToks. I mean, there's, there's some downside to being in jail. I mean, yeah, being locked in a room with a guy could be kind of a bummer. You know, it's no one gets their doesn't seem like anybody gets their own cell anymore unless you're one of those dudes that's locked in there 24 sevs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, some people have their issues with Jeff Bezos. But, you know, you got to give the guy some credit because after some pressure, he decided to pull Auschwitz-themed Christmas ornaments from his site. Well, he's a hero. My God. What a guy. The guy's always thinking of the, the little man. Monica. Um, who's, what's the market for Auschwitz-themed Christmas regalia? Um, I, I have a feeling that market has increased in the last two and a half years, three years. Right. Um, interesting. And what's, are there any pictures? Like I can only imagine. I mean, they, they honestly, I, I just read the description. They said like there were pictures of the barbed wire and the towers oh and like God. the entrance, like the, <laughs> you should just round up anyone who's got those ornaments. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a tell. It's like uh, it's like when they send, uh, they tell, um, they send all the child support, the guys that owe back child support, deadbeat dads. I couldn't think of that yeah, term. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, the deadbeat dads. Where they send oh, them I all. They they send them all a letter, and they're like, "Hey, um, free Aussie tickets." Oh, yeah. Just show up to this parking lot right next to the police station and we'll give you tickets to Ozfest. There was a great 30 for 30 short about they did this back when the Redskins were like winning Super Bowls in the 80s. They gave out free season tickets to a whole bunch of convicts and they got all these guys in like a, a Marriott uh, you know, conference room. And then just the cops swarm in and arrested like 200 people at once. Yeah, I remember that. That is it's pretty good um similarly if you buy an auschwitz themed christmas ornament you should first it should come pre-installed with my sterilization laser that i've invented <laughs> number one you open that up and zip 
all of well, a sudden congrats to Bezos for doing what yeah, was right. Cause the, I know yeah. that's what he cares about. Yeah, what's the no, right he's thing. a good guy. He's a good guy. Uh, man used five foot narwhal tusk to confront the London bridge terror suspect. Um, as you do, as one does, who doesn't, where do you get access to that? Have on their person, a narwhal tusk. And also what's up with that tusk being a tooth? Have we figured that out? That's one yeah, long ass tooth. That's a tooth. Yeah, that's, I think so. I mean, how does he, how do they keep that? You know how like, yes, they're not eating the sugars that we eat, but they're mammals, right? <laughs> Narwhals are in the whale yeah, family. How does yeah. he keep that thing clean? Oh, I don't think it matters because it's not, it's outside of his body. I, I mean, how do they think keep, there would be some plaque on that thing. Do you think they do that thing where they like swim down to the bottom and they get like a bunch of rocks in their mouth and like, kind of like swish the rocks around to knock, knock the shit out of their teeth and gums. I gotta think because they're, they're mammals on some level. They're kind of doing what we're doing. Yeah. Same, except they don't, they don't floss. And I think part of the issue might be the opposable thumbs Mm. situation with the flossing. Um, but whales are a trip and a, and a narwhal tusk would fuck you up. Like if you, more people should Although carry. It's gotta be heavy as fuck. One guy can hold a five foot tusk. No, cause it's thin. It's like a sword. But it's like a lance. Like, did he charge at the guy like a, like an old school lance? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could, yeah, he, he could, well, I wonder if he had, um, studied, Lamar's special limp-wristed throwing technique <laughs> from the extremely problematic very problem now <laughs> when we watched that for the oh, show wow. there were so many moments they're like what well so for those of you who don't know we reviewed it we reviewed along with friend of the show Sean Pendergast we reviewed the Revenge of the Nerds on the show and it was it's uh perfect movie for review because it is so problematic but when you go to watch it it's nearly impossible to find it is not on any streaming service it's not on in hbo go it's nowhere that you can find it except if you find a bootleg like recorded with somebody's super 8 camera facing a tv version on YouTube, which is how I watched it. I when, think you have a I DVD. Went, no, when I went on to Amazon, just looking on Prime or whatever, I couldn't find it. And I found for three ninety nine, it was like one of those combo DVDs where it was that, Weekend at Bernie's and Porky's. And oh. I figured, we can do two of these. Porky's, yeah. we're never doing that movie. Right. It, it's not a good movie. Of, it's not good at all. Yeah. And like not enough funny way. It's just shitty. But I had a feeling we would do... Weekend at Bernie's when we decided on Revenge of the Nerds, so I just went with it. Um, yeah, it's. So I own that movie. I don't plan on watching it ever again. It's extremely problematic. I think Sean Pendergast stopped counting around fourteen felonies that he noted <laughs> while watching it. It's crazy though. Are you are you you're talking about the rape and the rape. moon bounce? Yeah, um, the the panty raid. The panty raid no, that was, sequence that, wasn't that was extremely problematic. Um, and yeah, if you get a chance, check out our podcast on that. I'm not sure which one it is. Um, and I, one other thing about that London bridge terror 
thing. I read an article where they were saying these are the heroes that fought back because, you know, the guy didn't have a gun. So people who had other weapons could fight back. Yeah. Um, one of the people who repelled the terrorist was a murderer, like an ex-murderer. And so the father of the girl he killed 10 years ago was like, hey, do not make this guy out to be a hero. He killed my daughter. Yeah. Well, so that was a pretty ugly situation. Yeah. Very awful. Other than the um, narwhal tusk, which was amazing. I, I got something way uglier than terror. Papa John. Yeah. He gave an interview so with Vice. I, I'm not positive, but he gave an interview and he said he ate 40 pizzas last month. And he promises promises an ominous day of reckoning. I mean, he's he's a pizza magnate, and also forty pizzas in a month. That's insane. I probably eat four pizzas a year. This guy's having forty in a month, and I really get annoyed that because I love pizza, but I have fat person genetics. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so it's like. I would love to eat pizza. Uh, maybe that's why I crave it and 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 uh, admire people eating it so much. But I can but never everything eat. you love forty a month. No, it's too you, much. Who loves anything that much? No. I love pizza. Yeah, that's too many. Steak. I love. You know, there's no way I would want forty of anything in a month. No, there's only thirty days in a month. Thirty-one, <laughs> maybe. That means that, that means ten days of the month. He ate multiple pies. And he, was t- and he was talking about like the declining um, quality of Papa John's pizzas, which means of those 40, he was eating multiple Papa John's pizzas. Yeah, that's the worst. Well, one of the worst. I mean, Chain what are you pizzas. doing, buddy? Yeah. You're out. They bounced you. So the one thing you, don't you have can to do eat it. is stop pretending to care about Papa John's pizza. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine has a friend who was in papa john's early or early um inner circle and he claims yeah and he claims that shit is nuts like extremely nuts like he has a bunker in his house and the whole deal he's like he's like a prepper having 40 pizzas a month yeah you know there's a lot crazier shit he's holding back and also he's fired by the company and he's still wearing the shirt yeah, because he, he, I mean, he's been rocking the same look. He's really tied to that look. And maybe because he's so red from Jameson Irish whiskey, I assume, that he's, yeah. he wears the red shirt to just keep it like a uniform so he doesn't clash. Right, if he wears a white shirt, you're going to be yeah. like, holy so shit, red. what's up with his face? So red. But it's weird that, like, I mean, you know, when but he I, dresses like the delivery guys, like, yeah. He, yeah. He's got the logo shirt on. I mean, old guys, boomers, they love wearing logo gear they anywhere. Do love logos. Yeah, they Go do. To any golf club house. Love it. They love it. But like I worked at Sioux Plantation when I was 16 and you, you don't you won't catch me wearing the apron around. I'm no longer employed there. I worked at Ace Hardware. Do you see me running around in a red vest? No, you don't. Papa John uh, could take a, take a lesson from me. Um, and then finally, this story has bounced around a little bit, and I still cannot figure out what's happening. Doctor sucks urine from elderly man in midair emergency on flight. 
Do is you... there a doctor on board? Uh, well, it depends on what you need me to do. <laughs> exactly. Or, or a doctor in the sense like you need somebody to help out with the Heimlich maneuver. Like, what what do you want the doctor to do here? Or do you think the guy was like, uh, flight attendant, I am in tremendous pain. Can you see if there's a doctor on board? It's my head. I have the worst headache. I don't want to make sure nothing's wrong with me. And the doctor ran over and he's like, okay, get your dick out. And then, and the guy's like, no, you don't understand. It's my, it's my head. And he's like, listen to me. I'm a doctor. Take this is your for death. dick out of your pants right now. We have, we don't have time. You will not make it across the Atlantic unless you get your Peter out. <laughs> I mean, just let me die. Let me die in peace. Horrible. Ed, joining us now, it's our very own pop culture correspondent. She joins us each and every week here of course i'm talking about fancy sauce how are you fancy what's up guys hey thank hi you for joining us. hey yes, good to have you as always um let's, let's cracking let's check in with a quick email here. okay um email i've lived in my current building for five years we have a lot of weird neighbors but none more so than the couple that sends us unsolicited gifts Uh I once watched their son for less than 30 seconds as the mom ran to her apartment to get something she forgot and this garnered us a thank you card from their then two year old son slipped under our door in the wee hours of that night I went to take our dog out at 11pm about two weeks after my son's first birthday and found a nice gift bag from our neighbors wishing our son happy birthday. I'm a little confounded by how to handle this. We live in a 13-unit building, so I have to see and interact with these people fairly often. So feel compelled to send a thank you note. At the same time, their gifts are garbage, and I hate feeling guilty that I A don't give a shit about them. B, it bothers me that they know my dog's name and he plays a role in their son's life. Mm. If he sees her, he acts as if they're long lost buds. (laughs) C, it's just fucking odd to me. I've literally told the husband to fuck off in a board meeting. So I feel like I've made it clear. We aren't compatible as humans. What do I do here? I want it to stop. Is there a way to end it without making every interaction odd? If not, is there a way to get better gifts? <laughs> Kate McManus, do you have thoughts? What do you think about the this this type of neighbor interaction? Uh, I think you have to move. Yeah. I don't know. That's so creepy and weird. So creepy. I feel like you could be like more douchey to them. Like be more I, of a dick. I think so. Yeah. I think you You're too got, nice. I mean, listen. The interaction is weird if you make it feel weird, but like if you're just kind of more standoffish, you know, less uh, polite with them, 
they're either going to get the point or, or not. But like, if it's awkward, it's because you're feeling awkward about it. Just you got to stop giving a shit about them. Yeah. Also, maybe email them like a gift, like an Amazon wish gift wish. Oh, what yeah. is that called? Wish list. Yeah, like like all the uh, like all the Instagram hookers have, where yeah. it's like click on my and it's like I need these thigh high boots. I need Victoria's Secret gift cards mm-hmm. and like um, Balenciaga bags. Yeah, my mom for my my kids. My mom, if if we don't exactly tell her what to get. She'll spend way too much on something my kids don't give a shit about. And it bothers me. Yep. Yep. It's a a problem. You got to tell them the exact thing or they will fuck it up. You got to be super specific. Building. Yeah. That's a problem. I I was in an eight unit building for like five, six years. And that was so so many more problems than my current building, which is a hundred units. Yeah. 100 units, you're just like anonymous. But when it's that medium, small amount, you are very intertwined with, with their lives. You know each other. It's a problem. Mm. And I would uh, I would just keep moving along when their their crummy son wants to get named your dog's grill. Just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Just, hey, just keep on hey, moving. Go. All yeah. right. Cool. Don't let them know any, any birthdays or anything. I live in a neighborhood where... It's, I mean, we're behind gates here. It's, but it's not like a rich neighborhood. Um, and I don't know one person's name. I don't know. I couldn't like, I'm like, Oh, that guy over there. Or, but if somebody was like, Hey, which one of your neighbors is Steve? I'd be like, fuck if I know. And also, I'm not sure if I should say this, but this somebody new moved in to the garage across from our garage. And he, walked by me and I didn't realize that he was new but he walked by me and by walked by me I mean his shoulder was probably like 18 inches from my shoulder I was getting out of my car and he I don't know where he came from but he was walking up the street and he had like a blue like uh, uh, tradesman's uniform on I thought he was with the gas company but then I saw he's carrying like his lunchbox I'd never seen the guy before and he walked, he came, comes walking up the street and he was almost walking towards me. So as he got closer, I looked right directly at his face from about three feet away. And I said, Hey, how's it going? And he fucking just looked right past me, did not fucking say a word to me, did not acknowledge that I'd just spoken to him and continued walking right past me into his house yeah and then but it's also kind of weird because i saw him again today and i'm not this is not to shame anybody but he's he's real he wears this workman's uniform and he's got like the shirt tucked in real tight like he's real um he's real put together like his outfit and today he came walking by me again with his lunchbox and i realized and this is there's no shame intended, but it does make it kind of scarier. He's got a big birthmark that goes like all the way on one side of his face and down his neck. And it's again, fine. No big deal. I mean, probably laserable, but not a big deal. But the whole, but you put the whole package together with him not speaking to me and ignoring me. And then also wearing this workman's uniform. This fucking guy's a serial killer. 
<laughs> it's there's a hundred percent chance. <laughs> so you got to be careful, but I do like that he he's all business. He does not want to make nice. Didn't even say hello. I think there might be a language. He's a white guy, but I think there might be a language. That's weird. I don't know any dickhead white guys. <laughs> that is kind of rare. That is kind of rare. Uh, okay. Kate, what is happening in the world of pop culture? What is going on in Fancy Pop? Let me tell you. Okay. Well, I know you guys love a Me Too story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love it when people get Me Too'd. This as is long a, as it's not me this is an update. To this is an update to a story we've heard. Les Moonves, the former head of CBS mm. Network, short was for, fired. Short for Leslie. Do you think because he has a girl's name, he has to overcompensate? No. Okay. I feel like Leslie was like a name of his it time. Was, it kind was. of like Brian is a name of your time. Or Marilyn. Right. Okay. So according to a new network investigation... Les Moonves received oral sex from multiple CBS employees and even had one at his beck and call for years. What? This investigation could end up causing him, costing him, sorry, his severance package of $120 million. That's like some succession so, shit. Like he was the yeah, most yeah, powerful what, man what in media. What is their job? What is their job? Like, are, do you, are they in the marketing department, but really they're just prostitutes? So or is it like, here's what, what, what it says. Yeah, that is weird. It says that Moonves received oral sex from at least four CBS employees under circumstances that sound transactional and improper. The clear insinuation being that he gave women acting roles or other network jobs in exchange for sex. Um, hey. I work there. Quid pro quo, yeah. Julie Chen's like, hey, fuck it, I've got big brother money. Well, according to this report that his 2004 marriage to Julie Chen was a bright line after which the misconduct appears to have stopped. Oh, interesting. So right. um, he just got better at hiding yeah, it because she worked there. According to the report, Moonves destroyed evidence and misled investigators who spoke four times. They found him evasive and untruthful yep. and to have deliberately lied about and minimized the extent of his sexual misconduct. So things aren't looking good. I mean, he might have to um, forfeit that severance package. Yep. Yeah. It is an insane amount of money he it may is. have to forfeit, but yeah. I got to think he is sitting on the pile of piles of money already. No, I think he was making like a hundred million a year. Right. So for it's, years. it's a crazy amount of money. Yeah. He's rich. But I mean, he, unless he's doing Brewster's million shit, like yeah. he, he's got to have a ton of money. Oh, he's yeah. He's, he's well stocked. I think he's rich as fuck. This is like some succession shit and I'm here for it. It's good. Yeah. I'm looking I want more forward details to the, about yeah. those employees though. I want, I'm looking yeah. forward to the Netflix movie. Yeah. I think it's like you have a job, you work there already, but you're like not, you're not moving up. You're not going to be a vice president anytime yeah. soon. And if the head of the network looks at yeah. you the right way, yeah. you're like, okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, what I just oh, got to suck your dick. Yeah. Well, what what yeah. kind of money, what kind of money do you think is in it for them to be worthwhile to be a prostitute? Well, it's just, you move up a little bit. Take for instance, Joan. But everyone knows. 
So that's a weird dynamic. I feel in the like office there's a lot him. of people that just don't give a shit. Joan on Mad Men. Joan. Yes. Christina Hendricks. Yeah, I can't remember her last her character's last name. She was like a secretary, and yeah, she was running the secretary. She was basically like the office manager, and they're like, "Hey, we want this fucking Jaguar account, and the guy from Jaguar wants to fuck, and you got some big tits. How about you?" go out with this fucking Jaguar guy and like John, John Holloway Holloway. And it would like help if you fucked him. And also if we land this account and you land this account in any way possible, you're going to be a fucking partner here. You're going to own a quarter of all of this shit. So it's like, Hey, that's a pretty fucking fair trade. Sex can be transactional. Yeah. Fine if Fuck everybody is into it. Yes, on yeah. board and yep. Okay, suck less moon. I mean, how many people dick? are just into blowing less moon vests? Nobody. That's nobody. That, you're just a straight up prostitute, and I gotta think it was an awkward relationship with your coworkers. Um, like it couldn't have been a pleasant day to day. So the uh, bright side of your of your day is blowing less moon vest, and the rest of the time everybody hates you and know you don't deserve the job you've yeah, got. Yeah, but you probably don't. You can. No, do I think it was probably is, on the, the DL. If, like yeah. the blowjob. If I should... heard the money, no, everyone knows. Uh, everyone yeah. knows who's fucking in the office. I mean, they everyone think does. they might not know for sure, but they might think they know. They have a pretty good idea. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, it's like you do whatever the fuck you want. You're like, yeah, I fucking make six hundred grand. I know. Of a local situation like this where, and the, 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 the woman in the situation is miserable, extremely unhappy, but she's, uh, you know, that she has this sort of transactional arrangement where she's like big time at a company and literally her only job is that she's the mistress of the CEO and she makes like, I don't know, 600 grand or something. It's a lot. It's worth it. Kate, what else? I never heard that story. Yeah, I'll tell you about it after the show. In a rare interview with Bill Cosby from prison, Mm. Cosby maintains that he did nothing wrong and that he will not apologize for his crimes when his parole comes up, even though it could potentially lead to his early release. He quoted, when I come up for parole, they're not going to hear me say that I have remorse. I was there. I don't really care what a group of People came along to talk about this that weren't there. They don't know. He sounds cool. Well, hey, he's sticking to his guns. <laughs> I'm over here with the moles and the cataracts in the prison. I wouldn't like to overcome these skin tacks. He says um, he's been railroaded, I did, the did nothing wrong, referred to the trial as a setup. Yeah. The pill and the drink. And the fellows sleeping on fucked her feet. They liked it. Uh, what what else, Kate? Um, oh, this might be my favorite story. Have you guys heard about this new wellness trend of sunning your asshole? Yes. Yes. Was it per- perineum? How yeah. did you hear about it? Perineum. Uh, perineum. Just like a meme a tw- now? It was a Twitter. Yeah, I saw- Twitter, like people started like th- riffing on a story. Yeah, I think it was in the New York Post. Yeah. So actor James Brolin. Josh Brolin. Sorry, Josh Brolin. Son of James Brolin. Appears to have handsome. gotten the idea Bad. about sunning your butthole. Yeah. Perineum. From someone named... 
metaphysical Megan, a self-described healer, teacher, and embodied mermaid, in. who recently told her nearly 30,000 embodied, <laughs> embodied mermaid. Yep. Yeah. Who recently told her nearly 30,000 Instagram followers that exposing your butthole to UV radiation is good, actually, because it is derived from an ancient Taoist practice that strengthens one's organs, increases their creativity, regulates their circadian rhythm, and improves their libido, among many other positive results. I'm in. I'm sure there's some good science behind it. Um, But apparently she's not the first person to claim that this is good for you. Brolin posted an Instagram um, recently that said, tried this perennium sunning thing that I've been hearing about, and my suggestion is, all caps, do not do it as long as I did. My pucker hole is crazy burned, and I was going to spend the day shopping with my family. Instead, I'm icing and using aloe and burn creams because of the severity of the pain. I don't know who the fuck thought of this stupid shit, but fuck you nonetheless. He's joking though, right? Like no one would actually do that. It's that's very yeah, tender skin. You ever like Ed and I know right. I know you're like me. You like to get out and um, sunbake. You get out there in oh. the sun. You lay your body Nothing out there. Nothing I like more than to just lay in the sun. Yeah. So sometimes I'll do that, and I'll have like my I'll have my shorter than usual shorts on. So a lot of that like white. Um, skin on my quads is exposed and it doesn't take very much for the sun to hit those those rarely exposed areas and do some straight up damage so imagine i imagine most people's asshole does not often it's never seen the sun not yeah once. it's never exposed to the sun imagine just taking that out there and spreading it apart and putting it in the sun for with no sunscreen. Right. For like 20 minutes or half an hour or 45 minutes. I mean, you could really, you could, you could blister it up. Do you ever think like while he's doing that, James and Streisand knock on the front door. He's not there. They're like, all right, let's go around back. Maybe he's out there. Mm-hmm. And then you just see yeah. a guy sunning his great. butthole. <laughs> very, great. very awkward. Babs and her cloned dogs come cruising around. The dogs start <laughs> sniffing around. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Uh, what else, Kate? Um, I don't know if you guys saw this Kid Rock video where he's wasted and blasting um, talk show hosts like Oprah. Apparently, I heard uh, about it. Oprah was on the air. He said, "Fuck Oprah" and other stuff. I think um, she might do occasional stuff now. He had to be like taken off stage because he was like so wasted. Yeah. Anyway, he has since um, tweeted an explanation saying that his rage towards Oprah started when he almost went on her show until her producers asked him to write down five reasons why he loved her. He said, fuck that and fuck her. End of story. Never went on her show. It's holding a lot of um, yeah. animus real, towards real her. principled man. Well, yeah. I don't know. Hold on. Because Kid Rock, he's a real piece of shit. And, and he's... You know, incidentally, as a... Big Trump supporter. So untalented. But beyond that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was true, though. Well, I'm sure it video, is true. There's a video. That's my point. So. No, he's talking about the Oprah's demands oh. part. And, well, it's his producer, her oh. producer, rather. Well, let me see. I don't know. <laughs> Vampire sneeze. Um, but what I was going to say is Oprah is one of the fucking biggest narcissists on the planet. Mm-hmm. 
She has a magazine dedicated to herself with herself on the cover every week. Photoshop heavily. Yes. Airbrushed heavily. Yes. Oh, magazine. You can do that when you're that rich. Yes. And she's so rich and she's so into herself. Like, holier than thou. This is, I'm no Kid Rock fan, but also Oprah. Fuck Oprah. Fuck Oprah hard. But, but uh, agreed. But what I was saying earlier, what what is current about Oprah? She's just like somebody who's famous for yeah. being Oprah. But like, yeah. nobody talks about Oprah in a, in a current sense. She's just hey, she's the famous rich person. Yeah, is she gonna run for president? Oh, that would be great. I'm shocked yeah. that she has. It. I know it's kind of, it is kind of shocking. And also, what happened to Stedman? They're still together. They are. You know yeah. what? Never see old stuff. I respect. He's just you would never see him. Real low. He's like this gravy train. He just plays probably plays golf in Montecito. Yeah, they're out in Montecito and fucking hundred million dollar estate. Yeah, he climbs climbs. You wouldn't see me much either if I lived in Montecito in a in that state. And he he climbs on Oprah. What like she's in her sixties, so not that often. Probably probably like once every couple weeks. Not much is asked of him. Yeah, yeah. It's probably a good gig being old Stedman. Uh, what else, Kate? Question. Would you guys go and see an unorth- a musical fable about the life of Michael Jackson as told by his glove? Yes. I was super uh, bummed uh, uh, that they uh, shit. They made, yes. they made that movie where, Produced by- where Joseph Fiennes played Michael Jackson and it never got released. What? Yeah. There's a movie. With, about Michael Jackson. This is like the Jerry Lewis, Jerry Lewis clown movie? Yes. Starring Joseph Fiennes that was like aired one time in England or something and they shit canned it. Look it up. Look at just Google Joseph wow. Fiennes, Michael Jackson. Um, yeah, I would watch that. Produced by none other than friend of the podcast, Johnny Depp. What? John Depp? So I don't know why they keep, why do they keep saying this Johnny Depp does lots of cocaine? I don't understand why. Like, what's the what's the where's the evidence for that? Because just well, uh, oh oh, Johnny Depp joins I us now. Say, Johnny, uh, this this is no ordinary musical. This is uh, sure isn't. This is one near and dear to my heart. It is uh, told by the gloves perspective. And um. Johnny, how are you planning on tech- tackling Jackson's child sexual abuse allegations? Whoa, whoa. I, I don't think the well, glove saw any of that. Here's the thing. When you're a glove, <laughs> you're inspired by greatness of others. Uh, I take my strength from uh, the uh, famous Huguenot John Calvin and uh, the Edict of Fontainebleau. Um, Fontainebleau and also... Right. Uh, Latoya and Jermaine play a big role in my upbringing. Interesting. <laughs> you're big. You're big fans. Johnny, can you comment on this quote that everything MJ has been accused of has actually been caused by his glove, which is actually an alien from outer space and feeds on virgin boy blood? Oh my yes, god! It's, it's kind of like those horror movies where uh, you get a transplant of a serial killer's liver and you turn into uh, a serial killer. Right. Yes, I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's you know what it's kind of similar to. Lawnmower Man starring Jeff Fahey. Exactly. Is uh, will Jeff Fahey be for, featured? Uh, we, we will we will pay an homage to him <laughs> to borrow 
to borrow one of my favorite languages. Um, but I, w- I will say uh, there was a there was a 18 month stretch. Uh, I was I was doing a lot of uh, late night activities with Harry Aoki and uh, I, I was unable to finish unless I watched the entire black or white video from Michael Jackson. So I, I knew it was bound to happen. One I, can day. Rel- I'd make this movie. Wait, can relate to that. Are you are you are you admitting to having a homosexual tryst with your co-star from 21 Jump Street? Well, Harry, Harry usually was on the business end of the spit roast. So I was. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, you guys did attack you. Also, do you, you realize that that's his character's name, not the actual actor, Dustin Wynn? Yes. Yeah. Yes, but I I struggled pronouncing uh, Vietnamese names uh, because you know their French influence. I I like to think better of my Huguenot uh, upbringing. Um, fellow uh, fellow uh, actor um, Joan Crawford was also a descendant of a Huguenot, as was Henry David Thoreau. Oh, fascinating! Oh no, I didn't. I didn't. Thank you. Well, thank you for that, Johnny. Johnny. Johnny Fantastic. And just lastly, do you feel um, there's a little heat, a little competition for The Love of Glove is not the only project about the King of Pop that's currently in the development? Apparently, there's an un- the, an authorized musical, MJ, that's due to hit Broadway next year, which is, I'm shocked. Yeah. And something uh, and will, Bohemian Rhapsody's producers yeah. <laughs> are working on another one. Fascinating! You wow. Know, I, I learned a, a, a key yeah. lesson on the set of In the Nick of Time. Um, when I'm under the gun, I really know how to overact and also <laughs> defeat the bad guys. So one, I will win this battle. Is that the one where you're in a phone booth? Oh no, you have like a they're going to kill your daughter. I believe I was in an arena of some sort, right? Right. And they're going to kill my daughter. And in this case, the daughter will be my glove, Michael Jackson. Oh, wow. Fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, okay. Thank you for that, Johnny Depp. Kate McManus. That's it. Anything Wrap. else? That's it for the week? Wrapping it up. Hey, hold on. I got this thing. And I just, because I just want to see with the new board if I can play. It's got Bluetooth and I can play from my phone. Ed, have you seen this video that's like, did you see? So last night, Monday Night Football, pretty good game. The Seattle Seahawks defeated the Minnesota Vikings. But during the game, Ed, Russell Wilson was mic'd up. And, oh, no. and you remember no, I didn't see any of this. You remember when he um remember when he proposed to his Sarah? Uh, yeah, One point Sarah, in time, locked it. Yeah. It was very beautiful, by the way. Um he it was determined that he Googled like things you write in a love note. And then he like, then he like made a tweet and people are like, this is weird. So they took his tweet and they put it into Google and they realized that he just Googled like stuff. You write. (laughs) Well, they had him mic'd up last night, Ed, and he was, he was doing shit that was like all stuff that he like maybe heard on Friday night lights, but he like from movies. Yeah, listen, listen to this shit. And here's the thing about Russell Wilson. He's so hateable, but also he's a pretty good football player, which oh, he's, he's very good. Yeah, he's just not authentic. In he's any so way. inauthentic and fake and he's so weird. But listen to this. There's it's like a super cut of all the stuff he was saying to his teammates while he was mic'd up last night, played through, through the Bluetooth on our new board. 
heart, clear mind, clear eyes. Let's go to work, man. One plate at a time, locked in. Let's go do this thing together. Whatever it takes. Great language. Unwavering. Unwavering language. Unwavering belief. Let's go to work, man. One plate at a time. One plate at a time. Let's go. Here we go. No fear. No fear, baby. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. We're going to answer right here for you, fellas. We're going to answer right here for you. We're going to answer right here for you. Let's go to work. Chris. Good job, Chris. No, no, I'm getting Beautiful. texts. Beautiful. Big time. Big time. That's a way to run that rock. That's a way to run that rock. Baby. That's a way to go. run that rock. 30 minutes of great football right here. Let's go get it. Why not? Why not? 30 minutes of great football. Let's get it done. Just, just down 7 nothing. You know this guy's teammates have to hate his guts, right? It's one of those things that he's the necessary evil right now because he is keeping them going. Like, he's, he's a very good quarterback. He's elusive and all that, but... The minute his play slips, yeah, you'll see him out of the league kind of thing. Oh, yeah. He's too fucking annoying. Hold on. I'll play a little more. Hey, hey, hey let's go get a touchdown this drive. We're going to need it now. We're going to need it right here. One play at a time. One play at a time. Great confidence. Great confidence. Great belief. Great, great confidence, confidence. Great belief. Do you think he's like wrote that on his hand? Do you think that's on that like play thing on his yeah, wristband? Yeah. yeah. Right. You flip to the second column yeah. and he's got all those cheesy sayings. Okay. Let's, let's hear another one. No fear. No fear. Boys, baby. Let's go break it over. Why not? Why not? He says that a lot. Why not? Why not? Good work, big dog. baby. He's so fake. Oh my god. Okay. Well, that's it. That's it. Uh, we'll we'll sign off with that. Um, hopefully, I can figure out how to get this show on the internet this week. I'm sure I'll We're be able to. We're ending on a sad note as well. Yeah, absolutely. Started on a sad note, ended on a sad note. Uh, that's it. So Kate McManus has apparently signed off prematurely. Good for her. As I've, I wanted to bail on Russell. I've done many times. Um, but for Kate McManus, for Ed Daly, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 297 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Oh, yes, the Lifestyle Baller Podcast. Bigger and not smaller. Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do. With Easy Ed Daly and the man Jay Stew and Brian Beckner, quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever. Plus, you know there's Kate with a C, but she's known as Fancy Pop to you and me. Talking loud, comers, conundrums, my brothers. Reviewing some movies and shows and the others. Top podcast, man, no one is above us. Five star, even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless. TBLS. The lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is for all us. TBLS, the lifestyle's baller.